RESTful Authentication is one of the most popular plugins in the Rails world. I covered it back in Railscast episode number 67. Uh, it's basically just a generator script which generates a lot of code to handle the authentication in your Rails app. Now, generator scripts can be a little bit intimidating if they generate a lot of code and the code is complex, like in this case. So I'm not really a fan of RESTful Authentication unless you're just looking for a quick and dirty authentication solution, which in that case, I think it works okay. But to have something that's extendable and easier to understand and uh, flexible, uh, I would look into one of the other alternatives that are out nowadays. One such alternative is called AuthLogic. This takes a different approach than the traditional generator script. It doesn't generate your controllers or views for you. It's up to you to handle that. It basically just handles the underlying authentication logic for you so you don't have to worry about the complex code behind that. It's quite full-featured and I think it's quite customizable and extendable. So if you're looking for a nice solution to a, a uh, really serious uh, authentication application, then I think this is a good way to go. But because it's not a quick generator script, it does take a bit more effort at the beginning to get everything up and running and working in your application. And here's what the application looks like that we will be working with. Uh, what I want to do is add a registration or login link at the top right here. If the user's logged in, though, it should say edit profile or log out. So we want those links to be functioning, and that's the end result that we want uh, in this application. Now you can install AuthLogic as a gem or a plugin. I think a gem is the best way to go, so we're just going to add a config.gem line in our environment.rb file. Just say AuthLogic. And then let's make sure that gem is installed with the rake gems install command. Now the next thing we need to do is create a user model and controller to handle the registration and editing of the profile. Now you can create these manually if you want or use some kind of scaffold generator. I'm going to use my nifty scaffold generator here, which I'll link to in the show notes. Uh, so this will just create a normal user model and controller. And let's give some fields here. I'll have a username field, which will just be a string. How about an email? And I'll have a password. Now, we don't want to store the password as plain text in the database, but I'll just uh, label it as a normal password field here so that it creates our form view like normal. And I need to my edit the migration file anyway. So let's just set up that. And in the controller, I just want the new and edit actions. And that will add the create and update actions as well here. And that created a bunch of files for us. But before we migrate our database to create our users table, let's just edit that real quick. Now here's what our migration file looks like. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we don't want to store the password as plain text in our database. That's always a big no-no. Instead, we want to encrypt it. So we want to call this crypted password because that's what AuthLogic will look for, a column with that name to store the encrypted password in. And then we also want a password salt to go along with that. And then finally, there's one more column that is really important that AuthLogic relies on called persistence token. And then that's pretty much everything we need to get AuthLogic working in this application, kind of a bare minimum. Now, there are a lot of other columns that we can add to add additional functionality through AuthLogic if we want to store more information in this user's table. 
You can find a handy list of the other supported columns in the AuthLogic example project, README, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes. So as you can see, we can add a lot of other different columns here, such as login count, uh, last requested at the IP address, and so on, and AuthLogic will handle those and fill them out automatically for us. But I'm not going to do that here, I'm just going to keep things pretty simple. And now we can just migrate our database to create that user's table. Now the user model that was generated for us is still just a plain ordinary model. It doesn't have any authentication logic built in here. In order to install AuthLogic into here, you just call acts as authentic in here, and that will add all the authentication logic for us automatically. Now the defaults are really smart, but you can pass some other configuration options in here if you want to, but I'm not going to get into that now. Next, let's get this registration process working. Here I am in my application global layout file here. So let's add a quick div here uh, called user nav. And then in here, let's just add a quick link to our register page. So we'll say that's the new user path. And then real quick here, let's hop into our CSS file and add some styling. So let's say our user nav, we want it to float to the right. And uh, let's say we want our font size to be 12 pixels. So now when we reload our page here, we have our register link, and that takes us to our new user page. Now we want to change this behavior a little bit, so our, our password is uh, not shown here, and our password has a confirmation field as well. So let's do that. All right, so going to our form view here, this should be a password field instead of a normal text one. And let's also add a password confirmation field as well. And while we're at it, let's just fix a few things in our controller here. Uh, let's make our flash message say registration successful. And then uh, let's redirect to our root URL. How about that'll just be our homepage. So here's what this new registration page looks like. Let me fill it in real quick here. Submit that, and as you can see, we have built-in validations. Uh, I have a typo in my email address, so let's fix that real quick here, and submit this to complete our registration. And now it says registration successful, so it successfully created our user record. Now obviously we want login behavior in here as well, so it should say register or login uh, in this top right corner here. Now to get login behavior working with AuthLogic, there's this concept of creating another model called user session, which really represents the user's current session. So to log in, you would just create a new user session record. So let me say, uh, use this generator script that AuthLogic provides called session, and then just call it user session. As you can see, this generator is very simple. It just created one user session file in the models directory. And if we take a look at that file, you can see it's just an empty class which inherits from AuthLogic session base, and that'll handle all the session logic for us. Now, since that generator script didn't create any controllers or views, we still need to create our login form, and we can do that in a very RESTful style. Uh, so I'm just going to use my nifty generator script again, nifty scaffold generator, and then just say we want to generate a user session. And this time we're going to skip the model because we've already created that user session model uh, through the uh, generator provided by AuthLogic. And so this just has a username and a password. And uh, we also want to have a new and destroy actions in our user sessions controller. 
And here's what that generated user sessions controller looks like. It's just a standard RESTful style controller. And for the most part, we don't need to change very much because that user session model uh, can behave pretty much like any other standard model where to create a user session and log in the user, you just basically create it and save it just like you would any other standard active record model. And then we could just say successfully logged in. Let's go to our root URL when we do that. And then destroying is also very similar, except when we're finding a user session, we just don't pass in an ID record because it's just the current uh, session when we just call find on it. And then just successfully logged out. And then again, we'll go to the root URL. And that's pretty much all we have to do in our controller to get this all working. Now let me go to our form here. Let's change this title to uh, login and then uh, change our password field here to be to not show it in plain text. And there we go. Now for convenience, I'm going to add a couple of routes to our routes.rb file here. Uh, one called login, which goes to our user sessions controller. And the action is new. And one which goes to the destroy action called logout. So now we'll have nice looking URLs for logging in and logging out the user. And finally, let's go to our application layout file and add that login link into here. And then I'll go to our login path, which we set up through our routes. So now when we reload our page here, we should see register login, click on login, get our username and password fields. Uh, let me do a bad password here. Notice we submit it, it says password is not valid because we provided an invalid password. Type in the correct password, it says successfully logged in. Now, obviously this isn't fully functional yet because it still shows register and login over here. It doesn't show that we are currently logged in. So going back to our layout file, let's change our navigation here a little bit so that, let's say if we have a current user, now this current user is should be helper method, but we don't have access to one right now. Uh, we haven't created it yet. But if there is a current user, then we want to have a couple links here. One to edit profile, which will go to the edit user pa path. And we actually need to supply an ID. So I'm just gonna pass in current here because there's really no sense in supplying a user ID uh, for a resource when it's just the current one. And then otherwise we wanna register or log in. And actually, I'm going to uh, add another link in here for logout. And then that will go to the logout path. And there we go. So now we have edit profile and logout links. Now to get this working, we still need to define that current user method so we have access to it in the view. I'm going to do it in our application controller so we have access to it in all controllers and all views. Uh, I'm just pasting in some code in here. So I have two methods defined here, one current user session, which just returns the current user's session by calling user session.find, and then returns the current user as well by just calling record on the current user session. And that'll return the user model, which is currently logged in. And then I'll just make that current user method a helper method so we have access to it in all the views and back here in our layout file it'll return either nil or the currently logged in user uh, properly. 
So now when I reload, you can see because I am currently logged in, it says edit profile and log out. So I can edit my profile, which currently does not work yet because I need to fix my user's controller. So if we go to our user's controller here, you can see that the problem is that we're trying to fetch a given user by a given ID. And we don't want to do that here. We just want to fetch the currently logged in user. So we just say current user here, and that uh, will edit the currently logged in user. And we could do the same down here in the update action, because we only ever want to change the current user. And then uh, let's just go to the root URL. And let's say successfully updated profile. And when we reload here, you can see, oh good, that fixed it. So we could just edit any of our detailed information here. If we leave our password blank, it'll remain the same. Otherwise, we can change it here. Submit our profile, and uh, it changes it, as you can see here. Changes our email address there. And let's try logging out. Click log out, successfully logged out, and it knows that we're logged out because it doesn't have a current user anymore, and therefore displays our registration and login links. So we've successfully added some authentication using the auth logic uh, gem here, and it seems to be working out very well for us. So I've really only scratched the surface of auth logic in this screencast. I just wanted to show you the bare minimum to get uh, basic authentication up and running. There's really a lot more functionality under the hood that you can tap into. Uh, to get more information on that, I encourage you to check out the R documentation, uh, which you can find on the GitHub page there. So as you can see, AuthLogic is a pretty nice solution for handling your authentication. It's quite a bit more work to set up than a simple generator script, but the point is that because not a lot of code is being generated behind the scenes, you're writing all the code so you have a better understanding of how it all works and how to extend it and modify it to fit the needs of your application. Sponsored in part by RubyMine, a Rails IDE from JetBrains. It provides smart code completion, Rails refactorings, version control integration, and more. For a free 30-day trial, visit jetbrains.com ruby. Also sponsored by Pragmatic Screencasts. They offer high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv.